Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero. I'm putting up another bonus episode based on the feedback that we got on the first interview I did with my friend Rick Sapio. People went crazy for Rick Sapio. I mean, I got countless uh, instant messages and emails from people saying that they'd never heard of Rick Sapio and they went to YouTube or they watched his TEDx talk. They love his management strategies. And uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Rick is a great friend of mine. We've become super friends. And they're right. Rick's management strategies are unbelievable. They're simple. They're easy uh, to think about. But they're hard to put into practice. And so we're uploading another webinar that Rick and I did together called Management by Objectives, MBO. And I can tell you that if you put this stuff into business, into life, into your mindset, it can change everything for you. When you start to set simple objectives, milestones that you and your team want to achieve, the results are going to be incredible. And I did that in our business as we went through the torch. So I'm bringing you a bonus episode of another webinar that I did with my friend Rick Sapio. This time we're talking about management by objectives and why they can radically change you your company, or your mindset. Enjoy this one with my friend Rick Sapio. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave us reviews. You can reach out to me at mmonero at cffnationwide.com. If you've got comments, specific questions you want to ask me, go ahead and send them my way. And don't forget and like and subscribe and share. We appreciate it. Thanks. Guys, I'm Matt Monero. Welcome to our Business Finishing School Management by Objectives webinar. I want to thank everybody for their patience while we got this loaded up. And Rick Sapio and I are in my studio in Dallas, Texas. My name is Matt Monero. I own a company in Dallas called Commercial Fleet Financing. For the last 21 years, I financed big rigs, bulldozers, tow trucks. We've done well over a billion dollars. We'll do $100 million a year plus. And I have fallen victim to so many of the skills, the topics, the information that Business Finishing School teaches that. Um, I've changed my whole business because of Business Finishing School. So Rick and I are here together for webinar number two of this three-part series. Rick, why don't you just do a quick introduction for yourself as well, and then we'll get rocking and rolling on it. Yeah, welcome everyone. Thanks for being patient. We had a technical glitch that has been resolved. Thank you, JP, who's in behind the camera helping us out here. Uh, basically, for the last 23 years, I have owned a holding company and we make investments in other companies. We have made over 120 investments. And the thing that I've seen is that before we make an investment in a business, we evaluate more than 100 businesses and sometimes more. And so we've had the opportunity to look at thousands of companies. And so six and a half years ago, after being depressed, literally, that thousands of companies had absolutely no idea what the foundational principles of business were. I decided six and a half years ago to sit down and write out the foundational principles of business and teach them inside business finishing school to really give the world access to something that I learned the hard way really. Prior to starting Mutual Capital Alliance 23 years ago, I had been an entrepreneur my whole life up to that point. I'd started more than 20 businesses as well. So I've made every mistake that you could possibly make. And then I witnessed all of you making all these mistakes. So I, you know, have decided to 
basically devote my life to helping entrepreneurs not make mistakes and incorporate the three operating principles that we live by simplicity probability and leverage so we once again we want to thank everybody for joining us today in this three-part series you can go to joinbfs.com and take advantage of a special that rick and his team at business finishing school have run which is a ten dollar for the first month sign up and then it's 200 and 229 a month after that but i want to stress this is a 100% money back guarantee the first 60 days. We really just want you to jump into the program. We wanna make it so easy that it's almost a no brainer for you to get into the program because the sad thing is, Matt, and you know this, we've had more than a thousand companies through now. And then one of the comments I hear all the time is, I spent $50,000 getting an MBA and I learned nothing about running my business. And I ask, how, how is that possible? So when you compare like cost benefit, uh, we will teach you in the first three months of this program for $2.29 a month, more than you will learn about running a business than what most people have reported back to me that they have got from their MBA. And the reason is getting an MBA, a master's of business, is more about becoming an employee in a big company. Whereas this program is more about how to put principles on the ground to help you grow your business. It's mission critical. I've been in business 21 years. The first 15 of those years, I made every mistake that we're talking about. The first webinar, Rick and I talked about the Superman complex in which some person holds the keys to the kingdom. I actually thought that's what business was supposed to be like. I thought that's how a business owner had to be. Don't trust anybody. Only one hand works the register. Nobody signs checks other than you. I mean, all this craziness that, that limited me for all these years because I was Superman. And I also hired supermen and superwomen as well who, who had the secret sauce and nobody could break through. And there was no company culture. It was a successful business, though. I will say that. But there was no possible way that what I was able to achieve to those levels was ever going to scale without fixing these problems. Rick and I met through Inc. Magazine, and then I went to the Business Finishing School Boot Camp in September of last of this year, and I bought the program instantly, and I would recommend that you guys do your research and analysis and think about doing the exact same thing. Rick, under time, let's get into our webinar number two, Management by Objectives. How do we get the team on the same page? How do we get us moving in the right direction? And how do we communicate so everybody understands what hill the company's climbing? Well, I want to start first with a poll, which is really shocking. And, it, you know, this should make you cry. It's so horrible. But Gallup, uh, if you Google it, you can find it. Gallup did a, don't Google now, just pay attention. We've got an attention <laughs> crisis in America. Pay attention now, but later you could Google it. Gallup did a poll of 5 million people. That's 5 million American workers and found that 70, I think it's 72%. But more than 70% of employed Americans are either completely disengaged with their job or sabotaging the very business that they work for. It's like crazy. And when they went back and re-polled them and said, you know, why are you disengaged? The people gave them some very basic answers. Number one, I don't know what the company stands for. And module one was values-based decision-making. And num number two, what they said is, I don't know what my company expects of me. 
And you, you sit here and bewilder, like, this is a really easy problem to fix. Well, the, the fact of the matter is we were never taught this as business owners. So one of the things that Matt and I want to get you to realize is that you're a business owner, business owner. You're not a business runner. If you want to run a business, go get a job running a business. But a business owner is someone, think about why you wanted to become a business owner. You wanted freedom right? But what did you recreate? You created all the worst aspects of business, staying up late, working, stress, strain, uh, nepotism, debt, all that stuff. That's not business ownership. Business ownership should be simplicity, probability, and leverage. That's what we're going to talk about. So when it comes to management by objectives, I want to start with one very simple thing. I believe that all employees should be paid five ways. And this will get to the heart of management by objectives. And this is based on looking at thousands of companies. Do you want to say anything before I get into the five ways to pay every employee? Look, I think your point about who benefits most from this is important. If you want to be a one-person cabinet maker as a hobby, I support you on it. But you're never going to be a real business. You've got to get serious about understanding what it takes to be a true owner of a business. The doer in the business are, those days are numbered. It's over. You have, whether you're one, the minute you go from one to two people, you must become the owner. And, and, and that's what we're trying to get into today. So I challenge you to become a master of business owner ownership. Yeah. And the funny thing is when you do, you have much more simplicity. You have much less stress. You know, as you said, I think a lot of business owners believe I'm supposed to be stressed. I'm supposed to have strained relationships with my family. I'm supposed to, you know, not have time to work out. And that's just not reality. Because as we said, uh, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs started at Apple Computer. They had no business experience. They were like 20 years old and it became the most valuable company on earth. Why? They were using foundational principles of business, one of which I'm going to talk about right now. So all employees need to be paid. If you want a real business and you don't want people to go home to dinner with their spouse and say, well, I really don't know what my pay is and getting paid by the hour, but they promised me this. They promised me equity. That's not a real business. A real business says all employees at this level get a base salary of X. Call it 40,000 a year as a base. So at least they know that they could get their expenses paid. Now, if you say, well, I can't afford that. If you can't afford to pay entry-level employees a living wage, then something's wrong with your business model, and it's going to be a struggle for you. So, Rick, yeah. let, me, let me just chime in on that, because I think some people don't understand that sometimes you got to take a step back before you can take a step forward. So you may literally need to stop taking as much out of the business as you are so that you can reallocate some of that from your bank account into a sales hire or a sales force or a sales manager job. Sometimes you gotta take a step back to take multiple steps forwards. And I like to use the bartender example. How many people do we know that we're, you know the person's working in the hip bar and they're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm getting ready to go back to college. They never go back to college. Because they're not willing to, 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 to go from being a relatively flush bartender to be a broke college person. And therefore they never become the lawyer, they never become the doctor, they never become whatever else it's supposed to be. Yeah. So the, the five ways to pay people so you could overcome the Gallup problem, which I started with is base salary, then everybody needs to know what's expected of them. And it's really, really simple. 
Your company needs to have five objectives each quarter that all employees know. And then each employee individually needs to get a bonus or a commission or something for achieving their own separate five objectives. So you've got a company's five objectives that everybody knows are posted on the wall quarterly. And you got each individual employee has five objectives. Now they know what's expected of them. Just like Gallup poll said, 70% of employees don't know. So how hard would it be for you to sit down with all your employees and say, employees, here's the company's five objectives, here's your five objectives. And now at the end of the quarter, they get bonus on achieving those. Third way to pay everybody is a company-wide bonus. And this is the one I love, because you could say, Matt, to your 40 employees, look, at the end of the quarter, if the company achieves its five objectives, everyone gets $500, and we all go out to dinner at the nicest restaurant in town. That gets everybody pulling the chariot or rowing the boat in the same direction. We all get bonus, 500 bucks, and we all go out to dinner as a team. We build camaraderie, we, we build morale, we build team. The fourth way everybody should be paid, in my opinion, based on what I've seen and looking at thousands of companies is that every employee needs benefits of some kind. They could be basic benefits. They could be, you know, a, a, I don't know, a insurance policy. They could be a cancer policy. They could be an Aflac policy. They could be prepaid medical clinic doctor visits for the family policies. It doesn't have to be something major because it's extremely expensive too. But, but it could be you pre-funding a health savings account for your employees as well. Put $1,000 a year into a health savings account for your employees. That probably covers four or five doctor visits for them. Yep. And it relieves them of worrying about that. See, here's the bottom line is, I don't care if you're one employee or a thousand, when employees work for a real company, they feel better, they give back more, they try harder, they don't sabotage the business like a lot of employees do. And then the fifth way to pay everybody is a long-term incentive of some kind, a small piece of ownership in the business. It could be in Brett's case, as a guy actually who works close to here, uh, with the day he hired his assistant, he said, on your 10-year anniversary, I'm going to buy you a cruise around the world with your husband. And the funny thing was about that, I would say to this girl whenever I saw her, how many more years? And she said, seven more years on my cruise. And the 10 years has now come and gone. But that motivated her. It's long term. It's something that gets her going every day. And he said, the funny thing was, the cruise only cost me $7,000. So he got 10 years of loyalty for $7,000. Yeah. And you know, your points, Rick, of the dollars that you threw out, the 500 bucks plus the fancy dinner, I can promise you, I have seen I have seen some of the same impacts for less than that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be those numbers because some, some of the audience might say to themselves, how the heck can we actually, we can't, we can't swing that. Listen, come up with a number. The point is start to do it now, okay? JP, uh, on this webinar, let's move to a couple questions. We've got a few questions. Let's start. Yeah, Louis Beer said, how do you approach people when the company does not achieve its monthly goal and no one gets the company-wide bonus? It will take you, so the question was, how do you approach people when the company doesn't hit its objectives? And I'll assume you mean when the individuals don't achieve their objectives. This is interesting about management by objectives. So all the best companies use management by objectives. They all started at some point using it, mainly when they were small. But small companies give up. They try it for a quarter, oh, that didn't work. So it's gonna take you nine months to a year, that's three quarters to four quarters, to fully bake this into your culture. So it's gonna start with 
the company picking four, I'm sorry, five objectives for the quarter, and then each individual picking five, five objectives. And you may miss all of them the first quarter. Then the next quarter say, okay, it didn't work quarter one, let's pick more meaningful objectives that we can all buy into. And you're gonna get better and better. It's no different than learning a language or building a muscle. Rick, we're all so afraid to deliver bad news as the boss or the manager though. I'm sorry, folks, and I think it was Pierre with a wonderful question. I've had to do it many, many times. We put the plan in place, we put the competition in place, we wanted this wonderful finish, and we missed. And that's what happens, folks. Win or lose. That's the way it plays out in my world. Well, we were just talking about this before this event, and uh, in your break room or on your website or your intranet or whatever you use, have your goals ongoing. Have a thermometer. If your goal is to do a million in revenue for the quarter, every day increase that thermometer so all employees know where you are Mm -hmm. on all the goals so it won't be a surprise Mm -hmm. there's reasons to change course Mm midstream so jp what's the other question we have from the webinar they kind of tie together says how do you deal with employees that do not do their job um, but yet in a way that they're not demotivated Mm -hmm. yeah so one of the things that we found that works really really well is every employee should have a list of responsibilities I'm responsible for the website. I'm responsible for marketing. I'm responsible for keeping phone expenses down. I'm responsible for maintaining the value of simplicity in our culture. I'm responsible for maintaining business finishing school. Don't have the owner be responsible for business finishing school being in your culture. Have an employee do it. So have a list of responsibilities and then have a list of goals that are linked to those responsibilities somehow. So what happens is, the employee knows what their job is because it's based on the responsibility. And if they're not doing their job, give them a quarter to figure it out, to you know achieve their objective, maybe a quarter or more. But what I have found is most companies don't have motivation problems. They generally have management problems based on not having aligned incentives. Totally. The employee, the, the employee that you're referencing probably wants to do a much better job, but they don't know what they're supposed to do. And that is your job as the boss. JP, any other questions? No, sir. So Rick, let's talk about this, this implementation, this execution as we're down to the last three minutes of this webinar. Help the audience understand a few key processes on how to deliver and begin to execute this because take it from me, folks. I'm a high A type personality. I'm the kind of person that thinks of it on on Sunday night and implements on Monday. That's not the best strategy for some of this stuff. Some of it has to be spoon fed into the organization rather than ram down everybody's throat. Well, that's why we start the whole program with the foundational principle of values-based decision-making. It's easy for everyone to get. It works inside your family. It works with your relationships with your children. It works inside a business, having a clear set of values. Once you get that down the first 30 days, then you move to values-based decision-making, and you get the whole team together, and you say, look, we've decided to shift into being more of a real company. We've seen the Gallup poll. We realize that 70% of you are disengaged. We want to be a real company. So we want to have reasons for you to come work here. The reason is these are our values, our five values or seven or whatever they are. And these are our objectives for the quarter. So we want you to embrace those objectives and believe in them. And we're going to do it in such a way that you have five objectives yourself that align with those objectives. And it's really not that hard. But here's the funny thing about this. 
again, no different than learning a language is it's very, very simple, but it is not easy. It's simple to learn a language, but it's not easy. It's simple to lose weight, but it's not easy. And what makes it easier is you've got to do a little bit every day. You can't try it. Oh, that didn't work. You've got to do a little bit every day. You've got to make a long-term commitment to being a real business. So we've decided to make it really, really, really easy. I'm looking down, but uh, join BFS.com. We'll give you an opportunity to get in for $10, 10 bucks, and you'll get the whole first module. Uh, there's a 100% money-back guarantee if you get in for the first 60 days. The second month is uh, management by objectives. The third month is using rhythms to amplify your success. So we've basically taken the foundational principles of business and boiled it down to a really simple blueprint. And more than a thousand businesses have been through. Many have reported tripling their revenue in the first year. I don't know if that's important to you, but it's important to me. Yeah. If you're serious about business and you're serious about running a business that delivers value to your employees, to the, your clients, to your vendors, and makes a meaningful impact on your life and your family's life, it's a really important point. Most small business owners have a very unhappy existence on many fronts. Business Finishing School helps level that stuff out through education through research, through analysis, and I want you to be part of it just like I'm a part of it. Again, it's joinbfs.com. I'm Matt Monero. I'm glad you joined us on this, Rick Sapio. As always, thank you, my friend. We've got one more webinar where we're going to talk about installing rhythms in your business on our third webinar of this three-part series, and that'll be in the first uh, part of January. And I want you to think very seriously about the boot camp that um, and mastermind session that Business Finishing School puts on in Dallas in February. Yeah, just go to the main website, businessfinishingschool.com, and you'll see boot camp right there on the top. Okay, everybody, thanks again. Thanks for your time, and we appreciate it. We'll see you soon. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.